Hello, comrades. You are listening to Kyle's Communist Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am back after a far too long hiatus. Uh, Today's day of recording is October 27th. I actually had recorded an episode a few weeks ago and thought about posting it. Didn't do it. Uh, All of my attention has been focused on the situation in Palestine. It is not a situation. It is an ongoing and escalating genocide. You might hear me correct myself and some of my language throughout here. I want to make sure we are using uh, proper context for the scenario. I believe at the time of recording, I've seen numbers as high as 7,000 Palestinians murdered by the illegitimate colonial state that is Israel. Um, Their IDF, Israeli Defense Force, also known as the Israeli Occupational Force. I see people calling for that change of name to the IOF. Uh, But however you want to call it here today, IDF, in a sense, is still absolutely accurate as they defend the state of Israel, which the state's job is to, that's correct, to maintain the class antagonisms to further oppress the working class. So does the IDF as a title uh, still still stand in a in a Marxist sense? Yes, certainly it does. Uh, IOF is perfectly fine with me, too, because they are most certainly occupying Uh, Though if you wanted to say genocidal force, that is also completely accurate in this context. I'm not going to focus on extensive amounts of individual news, meaning I'm not going to sit here and tell you about every single journalist who has had their families targeted and slaughtered by the IOF. I am instead going to discuss a couple important readings that you should be looking at doing. I'm going to talk about important stances that you as a Marxist should understand. I am also going to confide in you that this is one of those episodes, a very rare thing for me, where I have a pit in my stomach in advance of recording this. In fact, I'm recording this as a procrastination of me sitting down and recording the next YouTube video, which... um, well, I, I think it's the context which scares me. Uh, the task ahead is is it, 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 instantly clear. I have written up, and this is what I'm going to share with you throughout the episode, that I've written uh, some points, five points that us as Marxists need to consider as the U.S. government is taking us headlong into a third world war um, in their continuous and unwavering support of the Israeli state and the, the massacres, the genocides that they've been putting on for over 70 plus years. As the U.S. prepares more and more troops, arms, ammunition, etc., to go into the Middle East, as they're about to funnel more, 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 as they're reporting on uh, attacks on U.S. military bases in all these different regions, they're trying to prepare the American population for a whole new conflict. Someone of my age, now in my early 30s, having been old enough to witness the the lead up, the racism, uh, all these effects that came out of 9-11 and everything that came out of the, the reasons we need to go to Iraq and we need to, they have weapons of mass destruction, rah, 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 patriotism. Uh, that, that, that propaganda is falling flat, thank you. Thank you all, actually. Thank you all. That propaganda is falling flat. It does not resonate with us as uh, progressive thinkers who are trying to resolve these problems and 
this goes beyond people who are, are, are just communists now, right? We're seeing a mass awakening in the, in the citizens of the United States. People are willing to hear out dialogue that a few years ago they couldn't stomach. People are witnessing the exact propaganda from the Iraq war in the, the 2000s. They're seeing that copy and pasted, and they're recognizing how that cannot be. Them, them questioning this further is leading to them questioning the system further. And I'm very proud to report how many folks have come forward to me in the online sense, how many uh, 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 people that I, I keep in contact with IRL. These folks are changing their opinions in real time. This is a, a change to how, how communists uh, have been operating for the last couple years. I want to say that I've been posting this content online for almost, well, I, I, oof, I guess a year and a half, maybe? Time is, time is drifting in this post-COVID world. The years for me are blending together. But I want to say I've been posting communist content publicly for about a year and a half now, something like that. And um, when I started off in that, there was a lot of nasty feedback still. Just a lot of people very uh, vilifying of it. And, and that has tapered off. I've mentioned on this podcast before that I've had people who approached me, their opening comments, their opening messages were, you call me bastard. And then to come back six months later and be asking for book recommendations and being very polite and thankful about it and the material conditions in people's lives are decreasing rapidly, so rapidly. People are shifting their previous thought processes. They are being forced to view the way our society functions in a new way. They are seeing these lies brought forward. Lies like Biden getting into office on the idea that he's going to cancel student loans. Well, uh, student loans are due now or coming due. They actually, I just got my thing saying, hey, you're already a month behind. You owe $700. Sending that email right as we are sending $105 billion to overseas assets to continue spreading imperialism, to continue the oppression, to support these illegitimate colonies. It's, it's absolutely maddening. People in the United States are finally getting tired of capitalism. The cracks are now here. And, and by the way, I want to let everyone know, do I sound optimistic about this? Absolutely. Revolutionary optimism, baby, right? We know the working class is capable of this. That's why we do what we do. We recognize they have the potential within them. We recognize our job is to fan and fan that flame, get that ember burning, get it glowing hotter and hotter and hotter, help them shape the direction. And, you know, if you want to take the, the idea of, of a light source, a heat source, our job is then to even further help it reflect, right? You can take a candle and it can make a glow, but if you put a, a, a reflective material behind it, if you put some sort of focusing lens in front of it, how powerful does it become? You've taken now a simple flame and you've, you've helped mold that into something that can do massively different things, massively different tasks. That's what we're trying to help the working class understand in their own lives. 
I talk to people in the book club, which by the way, promo time that we do the book club every Monday and Saturday on Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's New York City time and uh, on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Come by. We do one chapter a week. Both of those sessions are, are live and fresh, but that means that we are reading the same chapter on Monday as we do on Saturday. It's really good. If you're able to swing by both, I know a lot of people are enjoying that. They're loving it. We are getting into chapter five of Lenin's The State and Revolution. So we're coming to a close on it soon. This um, We're almost done. Chapter six will be the last. It's been such a, a fantastic read. I'm, I'm watching the audience become empowered in front of my eyes. And for those that are here uh, listening from the book club, I think you know exactly what I mean. People in the chat are becoming more confident with the subject matter. We're seeing people discuss it in a higher complexity uh, Having scientific definitions for all these terms matters. It helps us build this movement when people can actually discuss things in a firm way. That empowers them. Otherwise, you know, what we're stuck with now is a large amount of mysticism surrounding all these systems. Why, why do we go to war? Why are we poor? Why don't we have money for this? Why can we fund wars, but we can't fund health care? Why, 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 why? And a lot of it really does in the United States come down to mysticism fueled by propaganda. That is to say, they take these subjects and they try and make them sound so complex. Because when a subject is complex, people tune out. People accept the simple answer. Well, here's the simple answer, folks. The United States government steals your tax dollars and uses it to fund foreign wars, killing children. That is what's happening now. That is what has been happening. And that is what they're promising you will continue to happen. And here, there's the thing, right? Pause, pause, rewind. They're saying that. For anyone that has not seen it, I've been sharing it. This is another promo piece here. Go over to the Telegram channel I've got set up. You can find it on the website. But on Telegram, I've been posting news story after news story. Where have I been these last three weeks? Reading like, uh, well, I guess reading like Lenin. I have been sitting there from, from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Every free moment I've got is spent reading something related to Palestine. I have been reading Lenin's works on the subject of, of liberation, specifically liberation wars. I have been reading up on the tasks our proletariat should go into, and I'm sorry, we're already 10 minutes in and I haven't gotten there, but this is the prelude. This is the preamble to it. We should be reading. We must be reading, not should, we must. It is something that is required of us. If you want advice and help in finding new sources, the Discord we've got set up, that, again, on the website, and the Telegram channel, both beautiful places. I, I do better with the news over on Telegram. I take out little blurbs and little quotes and stuff so you can get in there and um, I kind of flag it literally with emojis so you can see what the the topic should be just at a glance. But there's so much to keep up with. Communist parties around the world, I wanna, I wanna just say a, a big shout out that I'm seeing intelligence within the working class. I am seeing people standing on the right side of history, if you wanna put it that way. Uh, I expect great reaction. I expect there to be the, the talk to this tick, right? If we're thinking of clock pendulum, right? Tick tock, tick tock. It will swing back. There will be reaction to this. Uh, the United States government is not going to let this go down easy because people are taking to the streets in furious fashion. 
We are seeing Starbucks unions uh, get involved in, in, in stating openly that, that Palestine needs to be supported. We are seeing, I, I want to say a headline, something like 8,000 healthcare workers in the UK. I, I need to draw this story up for real and get it in front of me. But anyway, about 8,000 healthcare workers in the UK also putting their name to the fact that hospitals and the such are being bombed and decimated in Gaza and in, in Palestine. It's reassuring to see the working class standing up. Uh, and again, so do I have optimism? Yes, I do. I have res revolutionary optimism through and through. I don't need to base it, though, on, on far-off premises or far-off theories. I don't need to base it on that because I see it in the people that I am surrounded by, and I see it in the, the, the people even further on. I see folks standing up and doing what is right now. And that is what we must do. There was a story that came across my Instagram feed the other day. And for those that know, I come from Pennsylvania, very, very um, coal miner sort of area, very rural. And I saw a story on Instagram where a person said, I was in a rural Pennsylvania bar. And the person there said something about how we're all in support of Palestine these days. And that just brought me so much joy, I suppose, because my area was so stricken the opposite way uh, for the Iraq war in the 2000s that people were so racist, so anti-Arab, so anti-Muslim, so anti-Middle Eastern. Like, again, I, I'm, there's so many varieties. Did they care? I mean, you, you know how loose these folks are with their, their verbiage. Anyone's a terrorist that stands against the American state. And so that, that was so palpable back then. And to hear or to see stories like that being shared, people saying, hey, look, even in the rural, the boonies, you're seeing a change, a huge change in consciousness. Go figure. I mean, look around my area and you see abandoned businesses, dilapidated houses. People are out of money. People are out of work. People are out of hope. People are out of hope. They're out of hope. People are really out of hope. Patriotism has fueled America for, oh, 20-some years, and we're out of patriotism juice, I think. It, uh, it's, it's coming to that time. And here's the, the problem. Here's what I've been warning about for such a long time. It depends on our actions, most of all now. What do we do? How do what direction do we guide people? If we can awaken the working class's consciousness, if they become aware of how they are manipulated on a daily basis, how their job manipulates them, how their uh, offices manipulate them, the places that they work and employed. If we can get them understanding that, we have one of the most powerful, we have the most powerful source in history uh, just here ready to go. If we fail to take this revolutionary potential and wield it, if we fail to help enlighten everyone, if we fail to help everyone get in a uniform direction, then we risk this revolution spoiling on the vine. And if it spoils on the vine, that will lead to a fascist reaction. We already have extremely stable roots for the building of such a thing. We already have white nationalist militias. We've already got uh, them worked into the branches of government. We've got them in the military. All of this is known and has been publicized for years. What direction our movement goes from here is largely up to all of us, being sources of knowledge, sharing this knowledge readily, and getting people informed. So I, I've got my Instagram post 
pulled up right in front of me. I'm going to read it off. I titled it, What is the Marxist Stance on World War III? And again, I've got five points to go through with you. I started off by saying, to prevent possible distortion, here are the correct stances a Marxist should take as we sprint into a third world war. And by this, I am looking at the situation uh, larger than what is happening with Israel and Palestine. I'm looking at the fact that we've got Iran over there who has uh, sort of their own, you know, they have interests in helping. Uh, the U.S. has interest in, in manipulating there, right? There is a power play much larger than this. As Lenin says, war is a continuation of policy. And the policy we are seeing is the policy of imperialism. We are seeing blood in the water and the sharks swarming. Which one bites first at what is going to be much of the question. So here we go. Point one, the full support for the liberation of peoples oppressed by the great powers caught in redivision and expansion of colonies as outposts for imperialism. By that, I mean, as Marxists, we support liberation wars. These are different than imperialist wars. Imperialist wars are when large capitalist entities, we can define this further, by the way, if needed, but when large capitalist entities, powers, they start fighting over the redistribution of lands. Specifically, they want to look at markets and how they can send money abroad. Um, this gets them to buck up against their neighbors. You can look at this situation with Russia versus the United States contesting over Ukraine. That is just one example of many. But uh, to differentiate that, we need to look over to liberation wars, which we could say Palestine, great example. They have had their lands stolen from them consistently for decades. They as a people are in the in, in right in front of us, streamed to our phones or being genocided. They do not have a state that is recognized in much of a large capacity. People, uh, nations, nations, countries, they do not look at Palestine as a legitimate thing half the time. You see them talking about them like they're animals. They are fighting a liberation war to get one of the great powers off their back. Lenin talks about this in a caricature of Marxism and imperialist economism. Really good read there. I highly recommend you check that out. But we support liberation wars. Full stop. Democracy cannot happen for these people. They can't have progress until they can actually live. Oh, I'll add one more thing in here because I think it's, it's my duty to say so. That uh, there is a narrative. I, it's come at me only once. Someone saying, Kyle, you can't support uh, Hamas or any of these things. Like, you can't be in any way supporting Palestine because you as a gay man would be executed there or some BS line. I would remind people that are in similar situations to me, if you see this, it's a very copy-paste comment. But immediately the answer is, look, people are killed all the time here in the United States. The U.S. government doesn't care. Uh, if you're trying to get me to chastise liberation fighters because they aren't the most, um, what, progressive laws in the world, uh, you are trying to, to make something too pure to exist. Let's try and fix problems in our own backyard before we uh, throw other people to the wolves, shall we? There are There is progress for the entire world to make. And, and just for us to be sitting here in the richest country, the most armed country, and to have such uh, regular murders happen, as we've got a murderer on the loose, by the way, who has gunned down over, well, murdered, I believe, over 15 people, I think it's higher than that, and uh, wounded another near 50. So wounded, killed 15, wounded 50. 
we have so many problems that chastising again people's liberation wars trying to nitpick it and make it perfect is is completely backwards it is anti-revolutionary in fact this gets us on to the next point making sure communists really have their mental ducks in a row make sure you got all your your uh, thoughts organized we push a line of revolutionary defeatism I mentioned revolutionary optimism, right? Interestingly, you can have both of these at the same time. So it says revolutionary defeatism, the correct stance for those residing in one of the imperialist powers. That is the advocacy and work to defeat one's own government in times of war. Further, imperialist wars must be converted into civil wars against our own national bourgeoisie to violently overthrow the state. This is the correct line. This is the line oppositional to social chauvinists and opportunists. This is the line oppositional to Kautsky. This is the line that is in opposition to the corruption and disillusion of the Second International. This is the line we must beat now because we cannot allow people to turn their backs like they did 100 years ago. As socialists, as communists, our goal is the destruction of our national bourgeoisie. They are the ones that encourage these wars, they encourage these borders, they encourage these troops, they encourage this state. The state exists to protect them, right? The state is the bureaucracy, the standing army, and the police. That is the state. It exists to oppress us and keep us, the proletarian workers, away from the reins of power. So as workers, we must organize against this state. As we know, it cannot be withered away, the bourgeois state, the one that is here now, it can't be withered because its exclusive existence is a big old cannon barrel aimed at your face. It can't be won over because it is your enemy. It is your antagonisms bound up. It is them crystallized. It is them enshrined. You cannot wither it. It must be violently overthrown. When the proletariat, the dictatorship of the proletariat is established, we would call that a worker state. That is what we talk about withering later. And this, by the way, all comes from our reading of Lenin's The State and Revolution, which we've done all throughout October, just to bring that home for everyone. I've got some other reads here that I should call out. I'm going to do that right now. I'll try and rem remember to reiterate these at the end. Uh, these are all up on my website, too. There's a search bar if you want to pull them up from my notes. The tasks of the proletariat in our revolution. This is what these notes that I have, and I'm going to continue reading. That's what these come from. Lenin's socialism and war. Uh, there is war and revolution. And I think I'm going to leave it at that for the moment. Those are three really good ones. The tasks of the proletariat in our revolution, socialism and war, and finally war and revolution. I could recommend a dozen more, but those ones are really powerful. Those ones... I, I think Tasks of the Proletariat Now Revolution is the one that took a lot of Lenin's theory for me, and it is where he takes the theory and puts it to work. It is specifically where he takes all the topics he's been mentioning, um, defense of the fatherlandism, talking about how we defeat that, talking about imperialism, talking about all these different subjects, and he takes it in this one text and really puts it on rails, aims it at the, at the, the bourgeois state that is set up, really again, puts it all to the test. So continuing on in my list here, going on to point number three, unions must be encouraged and pressed to unify beyond current boundaries. The working class must mobilize revolutionary workers' bodies. 
Interestingly enough, I had thought to include this as a bullet point before I had seen the news. Uh, I'm going to read this out to you all. It's, uh, who's the website here? Socialistrevolution.org. So this comes from the IMT here in the United States. It's titled, Starbucks Workers United Stands with Palestine. So Starbucks Workers United is the uh, a union here for Starbucks. It says, this is the way forward for labor. Uh, the union released an official statement on Friday stating that Starbucks Workers United stands with Palestine and condemning the occupation, state violence, apartheid, and threat of genocide that Palestine faces. The statement also condemns the fact that Starbucks has used the union's support for the people of Palestine as an opening to attack the union. So um, Starbucks, the company, is opposed to this union trying to support. Now continue reading says the union had previously tweeted, quote, solidarity with Palestine on October 9th, along with a picture of Palestinians on a bulldozer crashing through the Israeli fence that encircles Gaza. This was a bold approach in the context of U.S. politics and speaks volumes about the SBWU and a new union with an overwhelmingly youthful membership comment that is relevant because as we're seeing with groups like the uaw they are doing massive sellout deals they are betraying the union membership and uh, workers are very dissatisfied with this process meaning there are a lot of workers uh, you can watch that situation develop over on world socialist website they do a lot of commentary on it i highly recommend you check in on the uaw situation here and there i it's not one, you know, compared to what's going on in Palestine right now, it's one that is on my, like, back burner of attention, but I do try and check in with that update every couple days, and as far as I saw, um, just in the last 24, 48 hours, they were going towards a huge sellout deal, and I believe we've seen that, too, with the uh, Hollywood unions. I want to say that the SAG-AFTRA sort of deal was embarrassingly bad. I need to check in on that situation, but just to let people know, for, for foreign friends especially... Uh, one of my Russian comrades was asking me this in voice chat. He he said, "Ah, oh, man, you know, if you're telling me this, these are sellout deals, does that mean that the labor movement in the U.S. is spoiled? No, 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 my friends. I would say quite the opposite. I would say, um, as Marx and Engels predict, when we have these situations that the labor union begins to fail, and we as Marxists, we see what's happening. We know, we know, historically, we see what's going on. We need to push our comrades, our coworkers, our friends. We need to push them to push that union leadership until it either bends or breaks. Because if they are incapable of going with our direction, our will, our demands, then good, let them break. Let it break and throw them away so that they may be immediately replaced. Do you see what I mean? We, we, what we cannot live with is more false platitudes and nice words all with lies. And that's what they're seeing in these, these new contracts that are coming back around are embarrassingly little. They are not helping the people. Uh, I believe the UPS workers had such an issue just a few months ago, and I don't think that's resolved at all, is that um, full-time UPS workers had gotten a nice raise, but their, their part-time, very necessary staff that they have, but their part-time workers were not raised up. And then when uh, contract disputes came through, they were given a raise based on an old number that was like pre-COVID. So it was a bad, like it didn't even keep up with inflation. We need to ride these union leaders till they break. And Sean, I think it's Sean Fain is the one for uh, UAW who's taken a lot of deals or discussions with the Biden administration. Ah, 
be be smart, folks. Right? You 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 are be, you are becoming smart. You are tuning in. You are listening, not just to me, but to other sources. You're reading this news with me. You're learning what our Marxist standpoints are, so that you, like all of us, can go out there and be those anchors, saying not that you know everything. You're not trying to be that annoying, unlikable person that knows everything. Now you also have to be smart and humble and understanding. But your job is to be there, be that firm anchor who corrects and, and makes sure the boat doesn't go too far off course when it starts to. We need to make sure that these revolutionary movements stay revolutionary instead of falling into, again, platitudes and false phrases and flowery language. And the next thing you know, we'll be given more pizza parties instead of uh, pay increases. That is a joke at the current system, which constantly does that. So I want to go down here towards the bottom of this article, back to it. Um, it there's a summary here. Let me see if there's anything else. Can I pluck out of here? Uh, yeah, let's, let's read out this one. I was going to jump in the very bottom, but I'm hopping back midway. It says, but Starbucks Workers United, rather than backing down on their support for Palestine, has publicly reaffirmed its pro-Palestine stance while also refusing to change its logo. This is the way to fight Zionist slander and corporate attacks. No compromises, no apologies. SBWU is also responding in kind to the legal accusations, but ultimately is through continuing to expand the union and striking to halt company profits that Starbucks workers can succeed in fending off these attacks and winning better wages and conditions for all workers. SBWU has shown how to not back down. It is now up to the rest of the labor movement to stand up and fight. This is all very important. This is my comment. This is just saying this is all very, very important right here. And I encourage you, please go read the article. It's not much longer than what I've read out, but there's some more information about a tweet that they put up there and how that's caused the legal troubles and so on. But what I want to highlight is we cannot back down. We must make these statements and we must be bold. The system wants us to back down. That's the goal. They'll use all kinds of tactics. They will even resort to killing us if that's what it takes. But we cannot back down because if we continue, if we if we do, then our movement is immediately blunted. It loses its direction and it falls apart. They are going to do horrific things to us either way, either if we are strong and resolute or if we fail. There's no changing that. But what we can do is if we if we stay firm, if we stay unified, if we continue to hone our craft, we will move forward and build a better future. That is that revolutionary optimism. Right. We, we can do this if our movement is somehow, you know, splintered and, and blown apart. I have faith that it will someday renew, but it will be a crime to let this go by. As Lenin says, we have information here and now this is our opportunity. I actually would add one thing, though, and I, I, I think this is an urgency that didn't present itself in Lenin's time. I always am telling my audience in our, our live calls and such that. I don't believe there is a next generation to pass the baton to. I do genuinely believe this is us, do or die. Because the way climate change is going with the way that capitalism refuses to acknowledge it, I'm really not sure that there's going to be a way to pass this off. And I don't think it's going to be worth living up to that extent, right? The, to be the last humans before human life becomes intolerable, intolerable, mm. 
let's fix this now, comrades. I, I look over at our Palestinian comrades who are actively, again, broadcasting their genocide. They know they're giving us this chance. They know. I'm not making this statement up. They know. They say it. They say, look, world, we are showing you this. This is the power of capitalism and imperialism. This is what happens with colonialism. This is apartheid. This is genocide. They're giving us that chance. They're showing us. They are literally risking their lives and their families' lives as Israel continues to target those journalists. So let's finish up this article before I go on another tangent, because this, again, is very important. This is going to wrap up that last bullet point I read off. Mobilize organized labor for Palestine. The communists of the international Marxist tendency applaud the SBWU's stance and urge them to take things further by putting this statement into practice. This statement refers to what communists can do to help Palestine, an article of theirs. It says, together we can work to mobilize the SBWU's members to attend pro-Palestine demonstrations, to organize teach-ins, to expose the real history of Israelis or the Israeli occupation and role U.S. imperialism has played in propping it up, and explain the need for all unions to break politically with the Democrats who are directly responsible for the current crisis. The most important part of their statement was the ending, which calls on the union, uh, on the labor unions to, quote, stand in solidarity with Starbucks workers united on these two issues, end quote. Um, that was, that was uh, Socialist Revolution quoting the SBWs. Quote. So uh, the actual article continues saying, this is exactly what is needed through cross-union coordinated action by workers across all sectors. The working class can realize its power as a class. The workers have the power to shut down military production and shipments, as well as capitalist mass media, which seeks to confuse the real issues at stake in Israel's assault on Gaza. Starbucks Workers United has shown how to not back down. It is now up to the rest of the labor movement to stand up and fight. And I want this to be a lesson to all of you comrades. This is me coming back to comment and saying, I have felt nervous about making some of the statements I've made. I made a YouTube video maybe a week or two ago. It's over on the Kyle Communist channel. And I was very worried about the things I was saying, worried because this is some of the first time in my life to get up and so boldly present points, points that I'm not waiting for others to make, but that I know to be true. And in there, I put out that call and I was afraid. I was nervous. I thought, oh, people might think I'm an idiot. They might think I'm acting out of order. They might think I'm calling for something that's maybe not somehow even in like a Marxist capacity. Like I, I just worried about all these criticisms. And, and what I was putting in there was telling people in these positions, I said, to the factory workers making munitions, to the people that help transport them. This is the time to strike. This is the time to refuse action or to re refuse your labor, pardon me. This is your time to walk out of those positions to make the biggest stink you can to halt production by any means necessary. And I was so worried about putting that in there. But around the same time I did that, all of these other articles came out in the same line of thinking. And I don't mean to say that I am, am shifting other people's approach. I mean to say, be bold in your beliefs like this. If you truly have done your reading and you know what you're talking about as a Marxist, then when you go to put out a statement, don't be surprised when all your comrades agree. Don't be surprised when comrades you don't know are sharing the exact same sentiment. Because what I want to call out here further as we go through, now we're going to loop back to the rest of those points I I'm calling out, those five points I made. I made these, and then only after putting these out did I see uh, an article go up on Socialist Revolution that did not have the exact same points, but our points overlapped in every way that mattered. 
right? We didn't outline them the same, but our content was spot on because we are Marxists who are reading the same material. We are looking back to history. We are looking, what did Lenin teach us in these times? So let me recap what we've talked about so far. Point one, full support for the liberation of people oppressed by the great powers, cotton redivision and expansion of colonies as outposts for imperialism. We stand with liberation wars. So point two, revolutionary defeatism, the correct stance for those residing in one of the imperialist powers like the United States, Russia, and so on. This is the advocacy and work to defeat one's own government in times of war. That means when they get stretched thin, when, when, when propaganda is not working on the masses, when people are tired, when they're, they're, they're sick, they're oppressed, they're poor, they can't feed themselves, they're malnourished, right? All this is coming about and it's happening to us right this second before the war even. But when they get us into this war, they're sending billions of dollars. And when American bodies start coming home, you use this, you hammer this, you do not let them have one inch. This is intolerable. We have no free healthcare. We have a system that is completely bankrupt, bridges collapsing. We have people who are being shot and killed daily by police or by individuals who've been radicalized by mass media and yet they dare tell us that we can do this war, we can open a third front, we can continue, we can continue. No, 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 no. You use every failure of theirs. Revolutionary defeatism, the defeat of our own government in times of wars. You do not let them have an inch, comrades, not an inch. It goes on further. Imperialist wars must be converted into civil wars against our own national bourgeoisie to violently overthrow the state. Okay, now here's a couple more book titles to write down. Uh, this one actually is an abstract from Lenin's Socialism and War, but if you want to read something brief, it is Lenin's Turn Imperialist War into Civil War. That might be the thing that sells you on reading Socialism and War, so highly recommend that. The next one is Lenin's Principles Involved in the War Issue. Also looks like a very short one. I don't know if this came... Uh, out of any other works with, without spending more time here and going through. But I've reread these over the last couple days and they're just filled with good information related to the subject matter at hand, really going to buff up your knowledge. So when you're presented with any of these conflicts, and that's the big fear is that as, as we lock into this war, we may see a lot more people start to sway. Uh, we, we don't know that yet, but we know the reaction to our being progressive is going to be met with something. So we just, we're trying to get everything sorted right now, everyone. That is the goal. So point number three, unions must be encouraged and pressed to unify beyond current boundaries. The working class must mobilize re revolutionary workers' bodies. Uh, you just heard me go over the whole process right there, right? We just talked about the whole union uh, and going further. That does include, again, educational meetings, gatherings, getting people more information within those groups, within the workplace. So number four, Proletarian internationalism means the disowning of any social chauvinist who would dare support one of the imperialist powers, not only in their destruction in the digital sense, but also from all aspects of society. These people are puppets of the bourgeoisie and are our class enemies. This is very important. I was talking about this a few minutes ago, actually maybe just seconds ago, saying we're going to have a lot of people trying to distort the message, trying to support one of the bourgeois powers. We see that a lot with these Pat Sock, uh, MAGA communists who are strong men worshiping all over the place, just falling over Trump and Xi Jinping and 
Putin. It's it's ridiculous. It's anti-communist. It is the support of capitalists. It is social chauvinism. Uh, these people, again, need to be destroyed, not exclusively in the digital sense, but also from all aspects of society. They are our class enemies. They are not confused people. They are distorters of Marxism. And the longer we tolerate them, the more people get scared away from our movement. And that is a crime in itself, right? To lose potential comrades because they look at us and they see these fools out there wearing costumes, acting like a communist. And when I say wearing costumes, I simply mean that they plaster their profiles and pictures of Stalin and they pretend like they've read, but yet they send you Bible quotes as evidence for their reactionary, regressive views. Intolerable, intolerable, intolerable. They are dead weight on the working class. Again, distorters. They have the potential to know more but they choose to mislead others. So completely useless. Okay, point number five, wrapping up this list. The proletariat must be educated and encouraged to join communist organizations. I personally recommend the IMT as they adhere to Lenin's words and are active in many countries, including the USA, Russia, UK, and many more. That is true. I'm not pushing any of you to, to, to mandatorily go sign up with the IMT, the International Marxist Tendency, but I have been largely won over from having moderators in the IMT in our Discord server to um, good friends over on Instagram to having good Russian comrades that have recently gotten involved with that branch. Uh, it, it's just really cool to see so many people getting into an organization that I already approve of. Their stance on the war is correct. Um, you've probably listened to past episodes where I voice some some complaints here and there. My biggest one was that they didn't have uh, any sort of cells in my region and, and weren't looking to make one, but that has changed as well. They are seeing the mass flux of people coming in. The way I look at the IMT is this is an organization that meets my minimum standards for sure. Anything I need them to address, I would feel comfortable bringing that forward. And that's how we need to start looking at these situations. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. We will not find a perfect group out there. But there is a massive difference between perfect and dangerously reactionary. Uh, for example, that is to say, I like the IMT stance on many issues regarding what we see social justice topics. There are other organizations that are very backwards, very old-fashioned, we might say, conservative even. I don't find the IMT to be that here in the United States. I have heard complaints overseas, though, just as a heads up. So people are welcome to bring those forward. And I would encourage you to bring those to your local IMT groups as well. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the other thing. We as communists need to be taking the reins now because you might be the one to set up the chapter in your area. You may have that kind of sway to put these ideas forward very quickly. We're always looking for leaders in the working class. And if you are a, a person who is doing this reading and work, I highly recommend you do get involved. I'm looking at getting involved in it. So just to give you background on my part. Uh, finally, by the way, this, this, this post on Instagram continues as conclusion, actually. It says, these are the beginnings of the tasks of the proletariat in our revolution. Anything less is a betrayal of Marxism and the international working class. Do not sleepwalk into imperialist war. That is the conclusion of it. I 
decided to sign off in saying to people they should really make sure they're paying attention to what's going on now, not to follow media narratives blindly and not to let any of these opportunities to pluck the ripe fruit. We must be ready for the revolution being formulated and we are building that. Folks, this is, this is it. There is another chance. It's here. What do you want me to tell you? It's here. It's not today. I'll tell you that much extra. Like, yeah, what do you want to know? Ask questions. And here, here's what I want to make abundantly clear to you. Anyone that's telling you that World War III is not coming or that a revolution is impossible, they are lying to you, to your face. They are trying, I would argue, to distort you by one of two things. It's either malicious distortion, they want to make you doubt it, or they're just ignorantly distorting it because they don't see the writing on the wall. Uh, a lot of the times, by the way, let me rephrase, I think in a context like this, the malicious distortment isn't malicious towards any one person. I actually think in this case, it's more of a self-preservation. They do not want to believe it. Their brains cannot wrap around the idea that they are not reading this in a textbook, but they are going to be living it in, in person. And that's that's hard for some people. And I, I don't want to lie and say, like, this is easy on me. There are times where it really hits me like uh, like I've run into a brick wall. And, and those moments are usually one where I am comparing the facts, where I am seeing things line up exactly as they did for Lenin and the Bolsheviks. There are discrepancies. We're living 110 years later, approximately. Things are going to be different. The important thing to recognize is how similar they already are. I think the worst thing I could do to any of you is deceive you and say, go back to sleep. It'll be fine. Everything's going to go away. It's going to just da-da-da-da-da. No, I want to tell you on the opposite. Take pride now. Spend time learning now, especially if you're privileged enough to be in a country where our, our internet is still reliable, where our electricity is still reliable. Use these opportunities. Study, study, study. Study like Lenin. Get in there. Materials free. We do the book club twice a week. I gave you five or so titles today that you should get in there and, and make sure you're reading. I want to also remind a couple things because I do need to do some self-promo here. Here's what I've got on my plate, but I'm, I'm doing a very poor job of juggling them. We got the YouTube channel. I'm really digging that. The set came together really well. I got a lot of compliments. Hey, shout out to a lot of my Eastern European comrades came through with a ton of compliments on that last video. So thank you to them for doing that. Thank you to everyone that left comments in that section. I just find it really interesting when um, my videos get circulated around groups that don't speak English as a, a first language. So that's that's cool. Um, I, I want to say that the YouTube channel is going to get one another video here very soon. I'm going to record that. And a big shout out to two people on the Discord server, our friend American Leninist and Dark, uh, yeah, Dark Knight. They are both going to help me put together some extra snippets and, and shorts of, of the video, make it more accessible, going to do some editing work. And if you would like to lend any time or professional skills in that way, please let me know. Uh, if I'm not doing anything well enough, let me know. I need someone that could keep on me like a hawk so that I'm actually producing things when I need to. If you ever want to micromanage me, get in touch. Here's the thing. Uh, 
we got the YouTube channel. We got the podcast here. I've done bad at, at getting this up here, but I'm doing very well. On the other hand, we've got the two book clubs each week. That is a lot and it is amazing. And I feel so empowered after each of those because I see all of you showing up time after time. We are averaging uh, about at least 15 plus people per book club session. So right now we're seeing somewhere around 30 people come through as we're already entering the fifth week of the book. The, uh, the trail off, the, the the loss of membership for that over the time, significantly less than I expected. I knew this was right in the middle of like school for people, people were in university. We, we started it off maybe somewhere around like 40 people and we're already... Uh, uh, chapter five out of six, and we're still getting 30 some folks in per week. Absolutely amazing. I mean, come on, the dedication of people. I'm just trying to put this in your hands, folks. It's right here. I, I, I wrote this on uh, something the other day. I said, poor, poor cup of tea. Can't you hear Lennon? He's already in the other room. He's traveled so far to meet you. The time is now. You better be ready. Don't miss this opportunity. And I mean that, folks. Come on, it's right here. Okay, back on topic. What else do I have to shout out? The Discord server where the, the book club takes place. Absolutely get your butts in there. KyleCommunist.com. That's the place where you can find everything else. Oh, if you could do me a favor, I'm terrible at asking people this. Could you leave a five-star review or a thumbs up? Whatever podcast player you catch this on, give me a, a, a something nice there. And if you could leave a text sort of message, if it's maybe, let's say, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and you can leave an actual review. If you write something, that's really awesome because that helps people find it even more. I've also in the past had people try and leave stinkers on there like trolls. So just as a heads up that you leaving nice words is always good to, to kind of flush that stuff out too. Same goes, I'm going to try and get these uploaded to YouTube. If you want to give thumbs up and nice comments there, that is super appreciated. I do read all of those. Uh, I absolutely love that. Try and get back to everybody. The Telegram channel, whew, there's 60 some people in there. I'd love to get that number a lot higher. That is a wonderful place and I enjoy sharing content there. Uh, it's very fun. I get to share it. There's a lot of comrades, again, overseas that are checking it out. And I really am jazzed up by people reading uh, news from not only the U.S., but we're pulling it in. It's a lot of information. There's also general information about the USSR in there, some cool pictures and such. So check that out for sure. Oh, an important note to say, my Twitch account, account got banned for 30 days because I showed apparently too graphic of content uh, AKA what is being shown on Instagram from the situation in Palestine. Uh, so me scrolling through my Instagram feed on, like having that displayed on Twitch was too much. Well, Twitch, I gotta be honest with you, that's life. Kids are getting blown to pieces, literally. And I don't think I showed anything that gory that day either. Um, but, but, but it is happening and we cannot and should not hide from it. We need to look it right in the eyes. It is something we should not and cannot ignore. Newsletter. There is a newsletter. I am, again, between juggling it on other things. So I, all these are a little bit irregular. And I hope you enjoy that a little bit of irregularity in your life. You'll get a newsletter when it's ready. You'll get a podcast when it's ready. You'll get a YouTube video when it's ready. But I would certainly love all of your kind words. That does bump me forward in doing this. And thank you to those who take the time to comment and, and like and react to everything on that Telegram channel. Anything else I got to shout out? What's going on in your lives? How are how's the situation in your area? This is stuff you could email me if you'd like. Kyle at kylecommunist.com is a great way to do that. Um, again, the Twitch account's down, so we can't do any live streams there. 
There is talk, though, in the future of maybe making a new Telegram account. Uh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Making a new TikTok account. But uh, you let me know about that. TikTok's a wild place. Uh, Lady Isdahar's over there fighting the good fight. But me, I've gotten taken down one too many times. I think that's it. Okay, that'll be it for today. Thanks for giving me the courage to go and do the YouTube video. Any other points on my podcast list? I don't think so. I think we hit them all. There was one extra thing. No, no, I'm going to bring it up in that video. So you'll have to take that as a teaser. Okay, there you go. Teaser. Go check out the YouTube channel, Kyle Communist over there on YouTube. And I will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.